Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is Previously Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about the new FD signifier video. The anti to once again, we're proving where our priorities are. We're literally on the cusp of fascism in the United States, unprecedented uh, rise in hate crimes and discriminatory legislation. We're really proven what we care about. Left tube has a drama problem. N not not FD signifier. Left tube does pay no attention to the two and a half hour video. You know, it's 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 the left tube that has the problem with drama. So you agree with FD Signifier? Yeah, I guess I do think that the left tube has a drama problem, yeah. You know they feel safe only going after other leftists? Yeah, it's scary going after right-leaning uh, people. He still refuses to actually watch the Professor Flowers debate? Hmm. You need to watch the whole thing, it's a holistic thing? Two and a half hours? This would be more than an entire stream just to cover one video? Hey, it's me. dun da 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 Good picture of me to use too. This site basically allows its users to learn about anime. There's nothing necessarily bad with that. In order for that to proceed smoothly, you'll need something. Oh wait, hold on. What's, what's the actual? What are we complaining about? Not enough. There's a reason people don't focus on that, and I'll come back to it later. I remember after the drama. From what I've seen, he also clips you out of context. Clip me out of context. Wait, hold on. You're telling me that a left YouTuber clipped me out of context while making a video attacking other people on the left? That's crazy. I don't believe it. I'd have to see it to believe it. All right. You can see there's a lot of drama involved with this guy. It was the drama with Noah Sampson, which came somehow before and after a lot of this. All the drama that I'm speaking of for a moment Maybe this is me projecting. I feel like I saw it on his face when he talked to Noah Sampson on stream. Harassed me because it makes me out to be the instigator, the eternal arbiter of harassment who can never, ever have too much done against them. I do think a lot of it is a narrative based thing. The issue is that a lot of people do view me as some kind of big, bad, scary antagonist. Um, a person who's representative of the rot in the online left. And also, because people constantly talk about this alleged harassment from my community, a person who mobilizes this massive wave of hate that people will get after. Several months later. All right, thank you, guys. Keep it up, though. Don't get complacent. The more of you are in the replies being like, that's not what's happening right here. Like, this is necessary, okay? Publicly shame her into... Changing our mind on this. Move you. What? This isn't harassment. She came out of nowhere and was wrong. Off this site and into. I don't want to bring up the substance abuse. I've heard it seen a few times. How is that harassment? Wait, how is me saying I don't want to. Um, Contra engaged in behavior that, when done against her, made her descend into an opium addiction. Like, I said I wouldn't bring that up, but that's true. That's not like bullying. That happened. She talked about it, you know? Yeah, what, how is me deciding against it? Okay. Yeah, the clip is so out of context that it was, it was incoherent, so he had to add some in. It was, it was so lacking in context, he had to add a text box being like, okay, I know I've, I'm really, like, shoddily scraping these together, so, like, you need, like, a little bit of patchwork glue to, to even understand anything about what's going on right now. People refer to debate bros as the new alt-right. Initially, I agreed with them. I'm always saying that. This uncritically. They're definitely cut from the same cloth and occupy many of the same spaces online. That's definitely. Like, that's so, that's extremely true. Debate bros love poll and Stormfront. That's where I'm always chilling. That's true. Participate in harassment campaigns against people they don't like. But what I'm starting to realize is that debate bros aren't the alt-right. They're not that bad. Instead, they're- Oh my god, he's so moderate. He's so wise. Listen- listen to the moderation of his tone. 
I realized that these live streamers aren't all literally neo-Nazis. This guy's like the Buddha. A really controlled opposition. Ah. In a post-Trump world where figures like the quartering or armored skeptic are no longer relevant and... Uh... I haven't... Okay, I don't know if you can really compare the quartering and armor skeptic. The, the quartering feels pretty relevant to me. Um, he gets higher views than I do, certainly higher than FD Signifier. He's got a pretty huge channel. Does he know what controlled opposition means? Let's find out. And one of the OGs of the anti-SJW world, the amazing atheist, has kind of turned over a new leaf. Plus guys like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson being outside of the sphere where you can kind of farm content. Some of the most valuable figures for the attention economy are debate bros. I know for a fact that if I put Vosh's face on- what, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with the concept of controlled opposition? Does, does he not know what controlled opposition means? Controlled opposition is when one group controls both sides of discourse by fronting the other side. What is that? On the thumbnail for this video, it will get more clicks. Uh -huh. I know this because last April, I put his silhouette in my April Fool's thumbnail, and that shit hit one out of 10 by a wide margin until people realized it was a prank. I know this because I get so- We call this the Vosh bump. It's because I'm amazing and popular and everyone loves me. I am the content. Look at me. Say my name. So many emails and comments and tweets asking me to talk to Vosh or talk about Vosh and other debate bros. And since the beginning, before- Never forget, after this guy made his first anti-debate bro video, which was full of, like, lies, um, the only debate bro he would talk to was Shark. I'm pretty sure because Shark is black. He walked back everything he said in the debate bro video, and then he kept making videos saying the same stuff. He's a fucking coward. He, 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 liter he literally, like, all of it just fell apart to sharks. Um, um, like, like, just basic Socratic method. Uh, and then he just kept saying it. He's fucking spineless. Yeah. He said it was because shark is black. Oh, did he admit it was because shark is black? Like, he actually said that. Okay, great. That's fantastic. Truly the height of, of intellectualism on display here. When I first had 100,000 subscribers, this was people saying, FD, choose a side. And obviously, I chose not to side with debate bros because I don't like them. But they're not monsters. Neither is Merrick. Thanks. Neither is Professor Flowers. Wait, Merrick? Wait, like, wait. Which Merrick? What Merrick are we talking about? Because, like, Merrick is very publicly... Merrick DeVille? Yeah, but Merrick is very publicly on our... Okay, whatever, whatever. Merrick's in the video? Merrick isn't a debate bro. Okay, whatever. Neither is Hassan, neither is DJ Mule, mm -hmm. neither is Rewired Soul, for that matter. Mm -hmm. But we overstate the possible badness of these figures to justify treating them inhumanly. We call it accountability, but that's not really what we're talking about 90% of the time. People remind, like literally two minutes ago, this guy was like, yeah, I used to accept uncritically that all debate bros were neo-Nazis. Uh, but now I realize they're not that bad. <laughs> what level are we operating on here? Um, when it comes to like essentialist denunciations, there is no comparison. Like, at all. Why are the crips so cl uh, cri <laughs> Why are the clips so crispy? I have no idea. Well, uh, make it seem like uh, you're a bad person. You're a villain. You're, you're right. immoral. Uh, they have to moralize their content consumption, and they have to also moralize, like, the, the kinds of content that they don't like. You, and this is a, ironic, because this is a very liberal tendency. Because um, liberals have no way of doing materialist analysis. It's antithetical to their worldview. And therefore, they like to... Uh, they like to harp on cultural signifiers and uh I, uh, I'm, I just look okay I, this isn't relevant to the video at all i feel so jacked today oh my god was the bagel that i lifted up to my mouth earlier like super ultra heavy and i didn't realize i feel like my shoulders are busting out of this shirt right now
Is it just a smaller shirt? I feel like I'm, oh my God. Me, when I walked over to the shower and stood up for 20 minutes in a row while washing my body. Oh my God, I'm fucking yoked over here. I'm getting jacked. Was it an everything bagel? No, it was just a regular plain bagel. Oh my God, take it off, take it off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being stupid. Ironically, that's why you get this, like, my consumption is saying something about my morals. That's why I'm consuming mm. good things and not bad things. That's why there's so much cultural analysis. Uh, mm. and, and not in, like, a Gramscian sense, but instead in more so, like, a, you know, why is there a bad character in, my, in, in this new movie that's doing bad things, but he looks kind of cool? Uh, right. Which is almost like this puritanical 90s era, you know, anti-video game, anti-violence uh, uh Mm. momentum that you're oh, we talked to Hassan. yeah because Hassan is black seeing both from the left and the right because right. because no one has right, move it along press they achieve all of it revolves around consumption it's oh wait these are my videos um systemic change is really difficult to achieve impossible as a matter of fact so they just pick apart like whatever they can yeah. and just hyper focus in these like little communities that they've created on the internet and all what is it? It's true. I make YouTube videos as a YouTuber. That is true. Um, Hassan is criticizing the liberal tendency to form social in-groups without any like interest in broader social change, which is the opposite of me, because I'm constantly critical of people who turn the left into an insular social group, and I'm always looking to maximize like the a possible gain in, in pulling people over is like why show my videos here G scroll through hassan's channel like what <laughs> like what is, is the implication here like hassan is referring to any youtuber uh wait hold on all possible as a matter of fact so they just pick apart like whatever they can yeah. and just hyper focus in these like little communities that they've created on the internet and all of it revolves around consumption. It's never about like genuine moves. Hold on. Let me let me get FD signifier up here. This is so dumb. I can't believe why is everyone who criticized me dumb? Incredible. Every time. It's so stupid. It's such a reach. It's yeah. and just hyper focus in these like little communities that they've created on the internet. And all of it revolves around consumption. It's never about like genuine moves. It's it's never about like it's about who you watch. What yeah. what does yeah. who you watch say about you? We'll say stuff like they're harmful to the left or to social movements, which maybe is true to an extent. But I think Hassan's point was more about Twitter mobs. It was obviously not about me because if the point was about me, then it would have been equally applicable to every YouTuber. To what extent? DJ Mule, again, less than 10,000 followers. Professor Flowers, less than 30,000. Xander Hall, less than 100,000. Vosh has over 400,000 subscribers. When you look at the view counts of his content on YouTube, he rarely breaks half of that. I don't think he's done. <laughs> Do you know what uploading one or two videos a day means? Wait, seriously? Find me anyone who uploads one to two videos a day who gets a view count equal to, to, to oh my god this is so stupid this is so dumb chill out it's not an insult but this well i mean it's kind of an insult by implication but also like it's very very dumb um between my two channels i get 10 million views a month um between them bosh don't engage in the video that i'm looking at done it but it literally like uh, hey uh, I have um, 200,000 uh, 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 Twitter followers, and I can't help but notice my last tweet did not get 200,000 retweets. Uh, uh, Elon Musk? Elon Musk? Sir? Sir? Watch the whole vid, you sound dumb as fuck right now. What? So, out of, okay, really quickly, out of curiosity, like, simping aside, why, how is it dumb as fuck? For me to be like locked in linear time like you okay i don't know if you're like dr manhattan and you're 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 watching the tachyons move in both directions and you can see everything you're 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 watching the tachyons hurl in from the future and you're collecting them and learning about what's to come um but unfortunately i have to experience things linearly which means that when i engage with stuff uh it has to happen before i can engage with it you see it's a, it's a difficult concept to understand for you higher higher dimensional beings once or twice in the last couple of years, and one of those is the video with Professor Flowers. 
75% of his community, at least on YouTube, has checked the fuck out because he's kind of like the entry point for a lot of people until they figure out. See, oh, who's saying this isn't an insult? He's saying that be he's saying that because my videos get 100,000 views, that means the other 300,000 subscribers don't watch? This guy, is this a joke? He has no idea how YouTube works. Dog, you have a channel. Check your analytics. That's not how that works. Not everyone watches every video. This reeks of jealousy. I'm giggling. Yeah, like, oh my god. Uh, um, uh, I can't help but notice that you have 200,000 Twitter followers, but your tweets usually get around 10k likes. Sorry that the other 190,000 people who follow you have checked out and never engaged with your content. Good on you for the remaining 10,000 people, though. Jesus Christ. You know... So it's not much about the spreading. Wait, hold on. Let me check Markiplier. Like, I guess it's kind of, um, I guess it's kind of nice because it seems like a reaffirmation that in order to disagree with me, you have to be kind of like a retard because this isn't just like an analytical failure or an emotional bias against me. This reveals a basic misunderstanding of the platform that he also uses, which is very weird. You can check your analytics. All right, here we go. Damn, Markiplier has 34.4 million subscribers, but I can't help but notice that a lot of these videos get maybe 2 million views at most. Shame that 32.4 million of his subscribers have moved on. That's like 95% of them or something. Uh, cool that the other 5% of his viewers watch every single video every time, though. The majority report has over 1 million subs and less views. Yeah, well, the majority report, um, the majority report releases more videos a day than I do. Like, they release, like, six videos a day, which means that they get a ton of, like, uh, 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 variance in how many views they get, you know? 1.2 million subs, but their videos rarely break 100k views. But that doesn't mean they aren't getting a lot of engagement. It means that if you're a fan of the majority report, you're probably not watching, like, eight videos of theirs a day, it means that you appreciate their stuff and you check out maybe like one or two, you know? That's the point of releasing it in a bunch of small segments as opposed to like one big block video. Of bad ideas either. But I'm sure some will try to say for whichever one of those figures in that list that they hate the most, that is not about some tribal behavior. It is about accountability and the spreading of bad ideas huh? and setting a appropriate example for the community that these various communities have. The also, you're a streamer. A lot of people already see your stuff and it was live. Actually, the majority of people see my content from YouTube videos, not streams. The right and the necessity to protect themselves in their spaces, which sometimes means making an example out of transgressive behaviors within and outside of community. And I agree with that to an extent. But without a critical eye on this behavior, we all have created not so much a cancel culture, right? As it's often employed by conservatives, but definitely a culture where we incentivize outrage. It gets us clicks. It gets us likes. It gets us clout and attention. And because it's so closely tied to identities within these communities and dissension within the community. Why does it feel like so many of these so graduate wannabes take so many words to express a point that everyone understands? Um, Yes, YouTubers make YouTube content, and yes, that forms online community. I feel like this gets repeated in every video, and it's a way to drag out, like, the runtime, you know? I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, like, the Adam and Eve sponsorship was contingent upon a given, like, total length of the video, but I, I like, it's, it's so weird. Um, it's because they're essay-pilled? Yeah, the problem is, like, good essays have editors. It's, oh, man. is dangerous we have little to no critical framework on our own behavior and whether or not this is one of the things that made contra good by the way that makes contra good if she ever made videos which she doesn't but if she did it would be one of the things that makes her good we're doing the right thing a lot of times all the analysis of problems gets edited out the discussion we just want to keep community intact and what that does is prime us for doing too much and really being manipulated sometimes by people who know this about us. Keep our. Uh, that's what always happens. Uh, 
Oh, hey, it was the person who was bullied off of YouTube by the same kind of people who hate me. That's great. And you always have to approach it with nuance because you can't say you never did anything wrong. Intro. Other influences, Lindsay was canceled a couple of years ago. But understanding Lindsay's cancellation from a couple of years ago and looking back at it with hindsight is the most like potent evidence that this holding people accountable, the accountability myth that I've been talking about is incredibly flawed and hard to make sense of under any type of heavy scrutiny. True. And so I will never be held accountable. God, this this video essay is like infinity length long. So because of this, DJ Mule isn't just a guy who made- I'm just skipping to the part where I see myself in the thumbnail because I'm the only interesting part of this video. Some insensitive comments about another guy and his ex-girlfriend. No, he's an abuser or at a minimum, an abuse apologizer. Professor- he, he's, an objective, he's objectively an abuse apologizer. That's true. That's not an exaggeration or an abstraction. That is an accurate and direct description of what he is. Yeah, it's not- to, to say he's not would be a false statement. So Flowers isn't just a person who didn't perform well in a debate. <laughs> she actually did better in the debate than she did in her follow-up videos. Her follow-up videos were her, like, burning an effigy and chanting, kill Whitey, kill Whitey. Um, the, the debate with me, um, she at least didn't have an effigy or a match. Uh, yeah, I don't know. With a hostile audience, they are a reverse racist who wants to genocide white people. True. Also, oh, no, just regular racist. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Also, um, um, apparently he just still hasn't watched that video, so he doesn't even know. Like, he, he hasn't watched the video with me and her. Hassan isn't just a young, successful leftist who is just indulging in his money and fame. He's also somehow a sexual predator and everything that's wrong with the left. What? When has Hassan ever even been accused of being a sexual predator? Is, is that, is, did I miss that drama? When he went to a brothel? Didn't he just, like, go to a brothel? That's not... When he was, like, 20? The 19-year-old girl when he was in his 20s? Who gives a f- okay, sure, alright, whatever. Somebody lied about him doing stuff with a 17-year-old, it was DGGers who accused- okay, right. adjacent to a Destiny drama, okay, yeah. And Voss isn't just a guy who has some very clear racist tendencies in his analysis. I like how we're doing the reconciliation bit at the end. It's like, hey, man, they're not all that bad. They're just people. And then it's like, Vosh is, okay, listen, I will, I will acknowledge the fact that Vosh is indeed basically a neo-Nazi, but he's not literally Hitler. He's more like, I don't know, Goebbels or something. Very clear racism. <laughs> uh, and regularly says offensive things because he wants to be seen as edgy. All good reasons to critique Vosh. I don't even say offensive stuff that much, I don't think. I feel like my stuff is pretty above board, honestly. It, I, I think it really just indicates the fragility of the left, that saying retard is some kind of, like, ultra-edgy, hyper-distinct... No, like, really. It's, it's, it's pretty pathetic, you know? Um... It's it's like oh uh, yeah what 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 an incredibly edgy warrior of controversy he says he says the Xbox Live word no he's also a pedophile a CIA agent and sexually attracted to horses yes these are real things people say about this dude it took a long dog if you're gonna call me a racist just call me a pedophile too they're both equally wrong um you know it, it's like I, I don't know I don't know why you would do this like ambivalent. Ah, well, I'll give him some charity shit when you're not going to give me charity on the points that I care about, you know? Long time to kind of pull out of the, you know, predominant negativity that dominates. Is he defending you or attacking you? He's attacking me while pretending to be sanctimonious, which is one of the most annoying things people on the left do. God, I wish he doubled down and said all these things are real. That would have been funnier. That would have been way funnier, yeah. It's probably also something he thinks, to be honest. I don't know. the oh what was it augie uh the, 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 the augie sphere. sphere of the early i don't see uh, i don't see my face anywhere else did we do it did we defeat the video is that me i see red 
ate that within community, within his community, it's a running joke. Like it's a running joke that Voss is actually a CIA plant meant to derail the radical potential of bread to, which is laughable on multiple levels. There's also Keep lots laughing. of accusations that Voss is, I'll say a P if you catch what I'm getting at there, you know, trying to- We that sensitive? Oh yeah, okay, okay. To get this demonetized. Now this is because Voss just said some ridiculous things about Pedialyte drinking in the past. No, I haven't. It was all pretty above board. <laughs> See, this is what I mean with like this, the sanctimonious attacking bullshit. The like people who come away from this, like the kind of people who watch Hefty Signifier, you know, not the brightest. Um, Vosh, please watch the whole vid. No, the whole vid isn't about me. Why would it, fuck would I care about the other parts? Um, uh, aren't going to come away from this being like, ah, well, I've now been given a more nuanced view of it's, it's always like, um, uh, you know, denunciation through, um, through like, uh, is a paternalistic, uh, condescending, uh, that bullshit. Yeah. If you're going to attack me, just attack me. Please watch less of the vid. True. Be better. Yeah, I love that. I love be better. It is possible for an adult and a child to have a relationship and for it to have positive outcomes on the child as well. That Damn, that's a lot of context we're adding in right here. That's crazy. I wonder what was happening before and after when I know this clip is going to end because this was clipped out by a neo-Nazi and posted on Twitter deliberately removing the before and after part where I was constructing a consistent utilitarian argument against having relationships with children. Is possible. And nobody should be saying those types of things publicly. And yeah, hmm. Yeah, this, this uh, FD signifier guy is definitely engaging in good faith and definitely trying to convince people that I'm not a pedophile, which is why in this two and a half hour video, he's made appar apparently just a bunch of out of hat, like, hey, so... This is crazy, but like, here's why other people say he's a pedophile. Haha, <laughs> like 50 times. And then in the end, it's like, okay, well, he is a racist, but like, that's it. I don't know. I do feel like you could get him on stream. No, not in a million years would he go on stream. Why edit a clip already edited out of context? I feel like it was edited like an additional time because the, um, the, I have no idea why all the clips in this, um, in this video are so crispy. FD is so dishonest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's so easy to find context. No, well, they don't want to find context, obviously. Um, the, the goal of stuff like this, it's the exact same thing that um, uh, non-compete did in my conversation with him, where he, like, randomly accused me of being a pedophile. And then I was like, okay, no, hold on. No, I have you here on a call with me. So let's talk about why you're lying right now. And then I, I like explained why he was being dishonest and he didn't want to engage and he was running from that. And then like, late, was it like before or after? Like, I, I think he essentially admitted that it didn't matter whether or not the accusation was true. He just wanted to say it. Was it before or after the actual argument? The, the point of doing stuff like that, like nobody will, nobody will put up an out of context clip like thinking, ah, well, if they just address this, then I will remend my statement and I will no longer do or say this. What they want to do is basically just like drop a shit on the conversation and then run. It's a, um, a well poisoning kind of thing, you know, and by providing out of context clips uh, and, and not like finding or providing any of the incredibly easy to find uh, contextualization any of the really obvious stuff that you could find from my community where it's like, hey, if you look at the before and after, this actually is completely sensical and you would agree with it. Um, the, the goal here is to just leave the audience with the impression that he's being charitable by not calling me a pedo, but actually he does think it and they should think it too. You guys know what I mean? Non-compete was so disgusting in that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it is genuinely disgusting. I really do feel like these are like remarkably bad people. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I have a lot of faith in the stuff that I do. And it's because even though I have disagreements with lots of people online, for the most part, I'm still pretty conciliatory when it comes to like respecting their content. I think Sean is a piece of shit, but his videos are great. Contra did me dirty, despite having a previously friendly relationship with me, but I still think her videos are great. 
Uh, you know, basically, at this point, every person in BreadTube has at some point or another indicated they don't like me. But for those who I think their videos are great, you know, I'll, I'll still give them credit where it's due. But when people don't like me, all of a sudden, like, the gates are open and they're on a run for the most, like, insane denunciations in the universe. Like, disliking me can never be a moderate position. You can never have a mild opinion on me. Uh, all negative opinions on me have to be the most, like, exaggerated, cartoony bullshit imaginable. Which, considering the fact that I don't do that to other people, makes me feel like, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I'm usually kind of the good guy in these interactions, even if you were to leave out, like, the objective rightness or wrongness of the positions involved. Yeah, schizo posting Olympics. It's like crazy shit right out the gate. FD has good videos when he's not being a dumb fuck about you. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I think, like, it's there's something about me specifically that incites, like, the lowest IQ engagements imaginable. Um, H-Bomb hasn't, I don't think. No, I, I think H-Bomb hasn't, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, let me see. Is there anything else here? We have, like, 20 minutes before we have to jump on with Marion. Oh, shit, I know these people. <laughs> yeah. When, when that you... really is so disturbing. Is, is it okay if I, like, just chime in on that? Yeah, yeah. That is something that really disturbed me because I had never talked about Landback in that debate and just, like, the way that, like, that the clips blew up around Landback because people heard decolonization. It's just, like, the damage that that did to talking about Landback was just... Yeah. Really disturbing. Uh, yeah, I agree. A lot of damage was done to the land back topic uh, from Professor Flowers. I completely agree. Um, Were you contacted to get your side of the discussion? What do you think? The narrative is also that Professor Flowers is pro-genocide when if you watch this three hour long thing, which I tried, I really did try. I can only get through the first 90 minutes because I, I watch more of this debate than Vosh has ever watched any of my content. Maybe that might be true. I think I got the picture and it proves my point because within the first five minutes, it's Vosh who brings up genocide. And yes, because yeah, right. Yeah. Like if I was talking with a fascist or like, I don't know if I had like Ron DeSantis sitting down, like I might be the one to bring up the word genocide, but that's because I'm trying to pick at his views, you know? It, it, it seems like the fundamental bones are pretty similar. And then when you get into the logistics of creating an ethno state, there's not really any way to do that without genocide, you know? Like, take South Africa, right? I mean, it's all well and good to talk about living free of your oppressors, but when you break apartheid in South Africa, there are millions of white people living in that country. Like, what do you do? Do you just, like, ship them all out? Do you build camps? I mean, it seems like this logic always leads down a really bad road. And Vosu. That way, that was, like, totally reasonable. We had talked about like ethno states prior. So I was like, well, you can't really create an ethno state without genocide unless you already have like a mono ethnic or mono racial country, which basically doesn't exist. That was fine. I, I didn't, I didn't come across as bad faith or angry or whatever there. That was, I was asking the question. Keeps returning to it as Professor Flowers tries to over and over again, explain the difference between genocide and anti-colonial violence. Okay. He now he's doing it. The anti-colonial violence that she was defending South Africa's right to do was the deportation of six million white people, which is unquestionably ethnic cleansing. So yes, if she's like, well, I'm not in favor of genocide, but I do think that they should be able to deport all people because of their race, uh, I will keep going back to that subject. That is true. I don't care whether it's being framed as anti-colonial or not. Something she also did in several follow-up videos as she was being attacked by this community. When I say that people don't have to live with their oppressors, that is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about ethnostates. Ian is. Many pe so, people don't have to live with their oppressors, she said to me. Okay, so what does that mean in terms of policy? Like, getting rid of them? What does that mean? Well, it meant ethnic cleansing or genocide, depending on, I don't know, how charitable she's feeling. I feel like the fact that she's willing to own up to the mass deportation thing kind of indicates that she personally in her head would be okay with just putting them in camps. Not just deportation. She said uh, colonized people could do what they want. Yeah, she did. She did basically imply that if they like outright killed all the white people in South Africa, that that would be their right. 
she didn't explicitly state it, but she kept saying like whatever they wanted to do, you know, uh, like uh, I don't think violence should happen, but if that's what they want, like that kind of thing. She also does believe that definitionally all white people are colonizers based on their skin color. She does that weird online lefty thing where colonizer doesn't mean anything. Uh, it just means like white people. Like it doesn't have any specific definition that refers to the extent to which you personally contribute to colonization. It literally just means you're white, which is weird because if we're going by like the definition of just like, well, if, if you're white, so like white Europeans in countries that they would have come from ethnically or like, like nope just all white people colonizers you know people believe that this sentiment is actually about white genocide or white ethnic cleansing i believe that ian brought up the concern for white genocide because i had mentioned kenya reclaiming businesses there are a number of african countries who did this after colonialism because most of the wealth and power was still owned by the colonialists in other words even though colonialism had so keep in mind these so first of all these decolonial activities did often involve a lot of really bad behavior okay Decolonization as a whole is a good thing, uh, but lots of bad things happen during decolonization, much in the same way that generally good actions can still lead to, like, some bad things happening. Um, also, there is a huge difference between reclaiming wealth systemically after you've decolonized your country and ethnically or racially deporting people. Big difference between those things ended in title, it still had ongoing effects in wealth, power, and resources. So there are ways that the post-colonial governments took that power back. This part was sussy as hell. Go to the 12-minute mark. What? To feel better as friends reached out to me and I talked to comrades, my friends. There is no amount of violence that colonized people can enact towards their colonizers that will ever compare to what colonizers have done to them. That compares to the millions of kidnapped and enslaved people, to the thousands of years of history and way of life that has been wiped out, to the languages that have been lost, to the entire caste system that has been created, to the relocation and murder of millions, to the subjugation of entire nations, and to the subjugation and profit of stolen land. And how dare you compare the removal of those who have colonized stolen land and who have subjugated indigenous people as to being the same as the Holocaust? Colonized people have every right to say you have slaughtered and subjugated us for hundreds of years and you can no longer stay on stolen land. And as Kimberly Jones said this for black people, I'll say it for all colonized people as well. You should consider yourself lucky that colonized people are looking for equality and not revenge. You have no right to be a part of this conversation. No right. Yeah, the Hitler particle emissions critical. I, li I like how her response to the idea that, like, how dare you say that I want to ethnically cleanse white people. Frankly, whitey, you should consider yourself lucky that I don't because I could and I would and I want to and I dream about it. And yeah, she's fucking insane. Again, this doesn't have to do with retribution. It has to do with power imbalances and attempts. It doesn't have to do with retribution. <laughs> that clip to move toward greater equity. In these instances, when a given state takes back businesses, at times the countries who colonize that area stop having access to resource extraction, and sometimes the colonists running these industries leave. However, the ongoing effects of colonialism are still massive issues in post-colonial African countries. My main point is, is that fixing these problems by way of expropriation is not an ethnic cleansing, as I've seen people argue. This wasn't about accountability. This was a public shaming effort. And yes, that is true. I was publicly shaming her for being an ethnic cleansing de uh, denier. That is true. Uh, or sorry, not denier, uh, defender. Um, yes, I think that's okay. Anyway, she, so this is like a goalpost move in the debate and in a bunch of follow-up videos. She was talking about like explicitly removing people from a country based on their race, uh, not just about the reappropriation of colonize, uh, colonizer businesses, which I think is fine. Uh, obviously, if you if your country has been basically like an apartheid-ridden, uh, you know, uh, two-tiered society for decades and decades, or even centuries, and then you finally take back power from like the occupying force, uh, like that's fine. Like the uh, 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 like like Indians taking back stuff from the British Raj, you know, of course that's fine. But I don't think you could then go, okay, like now that we've taken back businesses and political power from the, the British Raj, now we have the right to kill, enslave, or deport like millions of British people who live in India. Though I don't think millions of British people lived in India um, after the fall of the Raj. I don't, I don't actually know how many did. Uh, a lot of white people do live in South Africa, though. And really much worse than that. For half a year, Professor Flowers experienced nonstop harassment, leaving her in a deep suicidal depression, not just on the way she was treated, but also on how it affected 
like. Yeah, this began the six month long campaign of me hearing nonstop that she was being bombarded with harassment and never being given any proof of it, no matter how much my moderators asked for it. I think I saw one screenshot, literally one in total, of a DM that she had gotten, which was from like Voshfan88 DMing saying the N word, comma, we are Vosh Army, created like three days before the DM was sent or something, which, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I'm not joking. That's not a joke. Anyone in chat can attest to that? I showed the screenshot on stream at some point, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, some people say they remember. Yeah, just... They literally had a Groiper profile picture. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, v very sincere Vosh fan. Yes. Hello, I am big Vosh fan. Heil is... <laughs> yeah. Incredible stuff. Oh, the picture is still there. Oh, even Professor Flowers said, I'm pretty sure this isn't a Vosh fan, as the hashtag Vosh army isn't something I've seen them use. That is true. That does not exist. Um, oh, hold on. They don't have a Groiper profile pic. They have an anime girl profile pic. The only thing more racist than a Groiper profile pic. Um, so, that, so this is the one piece of evidence we got. One where Professor Flowers admitted that it probably wasn't real her work and worldview and the people around her that took other white leftists, white male leftists coming forward to stem the tide of harassment, which is incredibly sad. And I feel guilty that I wasn't one of those voices early on to participate in that. And this, of course, led to them being attacked and harassed for weeks and months on end. But again, just to illustrate the craziness, this debate happened. It didn't happen. Well, the debate happened, not the harassment in September of 2021 and way later in February of 2022, I made a video on black love, not at all really connected to leftist political ideas and issues. And I decided I would have Professor Flowers read one line in it. Do you know these motherfucking Vosh stands jumped in my comment section with the nerve to tell me that they were disappointed in me for associating with her? These people. Sure. Okay. All right. Admitted her voice to memory just so they could police her presence on my channel. Much like with DJ Mule, they were trying to hold me accountable to their community and their sensibilities, which of course I didn't. But let's for a second imagine, right, that Professor Flowers did do some real harm here. Let's imagine for a moment that we live. She directly advocated for ethnostates at 640. I hate this dude. Extreme. Um, that there were always ways to address colonization without going as far as excluding an entire racial group. First off, if black Americans did go to Africa, to a place where there were no white people, this still wouldn't be an ethno- There are white people in Africa. State. I should have corrected this point during the debate. An ethnostate is made up of only one ethnicity. And I don't say this as a gotcha moment, but to point out that the way that people talk about Africa is as if it's made up of one ethnicity of black people. This understanding is inaccurate. Africa is the most genetically diverse continent in the world. There are over 2000 languages. Even if there were a country with only black Africans, it wouldn't be an ethnostate as it's made up of multiple ethnicities. So obviously like ethnostate um, etymologically means one ethnicity, but in reality, what people mean is a race state. Like, we talk about white ethnostaters, but it's not like, oh yeah, they only want, like, German ancestral Americans, not Polish ancestral Americans, or Italian ancestral Americans, or whatever else. Like, they're not going to kick out all the Swedish, Norwegian, Finnish, French, so on and so forth, because it's exclusively, yeah, only Latvians, um, no, like, obviously, colloquially, it's used to mean, like, of a single race. Or, yeah, or you could say, like, a single national identity group. You could excise some ethnicities but allow other ones in, depending on their relationship. Like, for example, um, the uh, Iranian uh, and Turkish hatred of Kurdish people, like, the, the, the um, attempts to sort of discriminate against them. It's not as though there are only two ethnicities in Iran, Kurdish and non-Kurdish Iranian. Uh, but you could still argue there's an ethnostatey tendency to saying stuff like, you know, Iran's not for Kurds.
Secondly, there are indigenous people who are isolationist, and this is a kind of ethnostate where they truly are a singular ethnicity and visitors aren't allowed. Well, I don't see black- the If the only examples you can think of an ethnostate are the fucking North Sentinel Island and- This is a kind of ethnostate where they truly are a singular ethnicity and visitors aren't allowed. And the island of Niihau with indigenous Hawaiian people, then probably when people say ethnostate, they're not referring to literally like everyone here is related by blood. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we have real ethnostates, these uncontacted tribes. Well, I don't see black separatists wanting to live in isolation to this extreme. I don't think this would be wrong if it happened. I think Vosh truly- Oh! Separatists wanting to live in isolation to this extreme. I don't think this would be wrong if it happened. I think Vosh truly believes that I'm advocating for violent separatism, and I'm simply not. There's a number of ideas I could think of separatism without violence. Buy a plot of land off the grid and build your own community, or move to places in Africa that already have an all-black or nearly all-black population. Okay, you guys realize this is literally the race-swapped version of the black-pilled white nationalist Americans who are like, guys, we're never gonna get those brown people out of our country. We need to find some, like, white community in Finland and just stay there. This is literally the same thing. It's like, I, I, listen, I'm not a racist, okay? I understand that I probably couldn't, like, genocide the hundred million non-white people in America. I, I, I simply want to go up and live in some, like, Russian village where everyone is white. Like, white nationalists say this shit all the time. There's a number of options where I can see black separatists. Oh, yeah, also, critical point here. Black Americans and Black Africans, historically and contemporarily, are so not the same that the idea that a Black American could just go to Africa and just be there is fucking ridiculous. Black Americans are American. They're Westerners. They, they, black Americans descend from a lineage that has been in the West, or at least in America, longer than a lot of the white people in America. The idea that they could just go to Africa and have something in common because of their skin tone is insane. Um, it, it's ridiculous. Let her LARP, Vosh. I will not let her LARP, actually. The funny thing is, is that a lot of the tendencies that we associate with black culture um, here in the United States, also, I'm pretty sure, would end up getting treated over in Africa, at least some parts of it, in a fashion similar to, like, the racist Fox News thug fear-mongering that we hear about. I've heard stories about, like, um, cultural, like, conservative opposition in some African countries. And again, I'm being kind of general here because I'm not, like, an expert on, like, Africa as a continent or any of its individual countries. But, like, they are more socially conservative than ours are by a huge margin. So, the, like, <laughs> I have a, like, dog, can you imagine a bunch of black Americans moving over to Africa and then immediately getting treated, like, worse than black Americans do here in America because now they've compounded uh, like cultural differences on top of like existing, um, uh, 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 uh like traveling and, and just the general difficulty of integrating to a new culture. Holy shit. And we don't want another Liberia situation. All right, whatever. We're, we're, we're almost talking to Marianne. Live in a world where white South Africans have to worry about being ethnically cleansed and don't control 95% of the wealth in the nation they colonize even after decolonization efforts that have happened in that nation. And that Professor Flowers was somehow irresponsible in her language. The ensuing harassment campaign was for what purpose? What lesson was to be learned there? What goal could people possibly have been pursuing? Stupid whining. Um... And being done in bad faith as well. Also, I hope everyone understands the only reason that we keep talking about um, Professor Flowers is because everybody else keeps bringing her up. My talk with her was the most unambiguous, objective L she could have possibly taken, and lefties will still, like, break every bone in their bodies so they can contort into the tiniest boxes to defend her further. Like, this, the convo happened literally, like, almost three years ago, and people are still constantly bringing her up as some evidence of like uh, the mistreatment of my community oh, mistreatment which just is never substantiated i guess uh after some pretty heinous political positions fronted by her but like they just keep bringing her up the debate was september 2021 20, uh, i think okay so not three years then i guess um a year and a half here's her word for word defending genocide entertain what exactly is genocide? During the debate, I was genuinely unsure if removing colonizers is genocide. What I understood about genocide is that it can Remember be that she literally defines colonizers as white people, 
So what she's saying right now is, I don't know if removing 6 million people by state force would count as genocide. The answer to that is kind of ambiguous, depending on the definition of genocide, genocide you use. It does meet the definition of ethnic cleansing. By my definition, it absolutely meets, like, genocide. Like, if, 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 like, Ron DeSantis took power and he was like, okay, yeah, we're literally just going to deport all black people. I think that calling that genocidal violence would be completely okay. Um, I, I don't think anyone would, like, race forward with their finger up, you know, outstretched going, uh, technically, actually, it's not genocide. It's actually, uh, just ethnic cleansing be tricky to determine. Much of my understanding of it came from the Rohingya genocide, where their oppression wasn't considered genocide by the UN until 2017. So is removing colonizers genocide? I really wasn't sure. I should have just well, said- Well, if by colonizers you mean all white people, then yes. If by colonizers you mean the actual people who were in charge of, or directly contributed to, uh, colonial power structures, then that can be fine, depending on how it's done. I'm not sure what the definitions of genocide are, pause to look it up, and discuss it from there. Instead of me responding with, I'm not sure, or I think that's okay, as any sense of uncertainty was seen as evidence of me being pro-genocide, and someone who was all too close to white nationalism but naively couldn't see it. So after the debate, I looked up if violent decolonization is considered genocide. I didn't find a clear answer on that, but what I did find on the legal definition was this. Genocide is A, killing members of the group, B, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, I would say forced deportation of millions of people would count a serious bodily or mental harm, in my opinion. C. Deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. D. I think that also counts. E. Imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. E. Forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. Kind of like abstractly, because you're forcing the children of that group onto another country, out of your borders. For the legal definition, the intent is a deciding factor, and there must be a proven intent on the part of perpetrators to physically destroy a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group. Cultural destruction does not suffice, nor does an intention to simply disperse a group. Also, the victims of genocide must be deliberately targeted, not randomly, because of their real or perceived membership of one of the four groups protested under the convention, which again are national, ethnic, racial, and religious groups. After reading this, something that struck me as really frustrating was that the gotcha moment where my views were compared to genocide didn't constitute as a legal definition of genocide. Can you imagine? Like, doesn't this, does it not feel like we're just watching a right-winger here? Like, Literally, I feel like I'm back in 2019 and I'm arguing with some far right guy and he's like, uh, technically that's not actually genocide. And then like looking at, yeah, like, um, it's in every way. Okay, hold on. We have a conversation with a former presidential candidate in like three minutes. We're being very irresponsible here. End the segment. I don't care about the rest of the video. It's dumb. I'm smart. Blah, blah. Okay.